0: I always think it's best not to rush to conclusions because uh, before something is fully developed, you can't really judge what it is, can you? And uh, maybe I've been guilty of that while talking about Common Raider 01 so far. I don't know. Anyway, this is MJ. I love Tokusatsu, and right now I want to talk about Common Raider 01 episode 17, which I had the name of which has a title that doesn't make any sense which is something like uh i'm the president and the common writer and uh you know something or other as opposed to uh, the dawn of zaya where i felt like the last episode should have been called the dawn of zaya anyway uh this was written by Yu takahashi the main writer who has not written every single episode on this like he did on ixade and the uh director was nakizawa sojiro who directed the last episode as well and yes anyway so i have a couple of bullet points for myself uh and if i didn't make it clear i'll start with this i did like this episode uh i'm hoping that the whatever vibe is going here uh, that has me excited about Combinator 01 i hope it maintains throughout the rest of the series because if it does I think I'll be pleased with it. Um, interesting uh, to note that it mostly dealt with Aruto and... Um, what's her face? Izu, or Iz, which is apparently the uh, official uh, translation of it. Anyway, um, and uh, and I guess Amatsugai as well. And, huh. Well, anyway, very interesting to me that it was, despite the fact that this is a, you know, up to five or six writer show, the focus was kept narrow and tight on Aruto and his company, and his struggle against Amatsu Gai and his company. And uh, I just wanted to uh, get something dumb out of the way. Is this going to be a 10-episode arc? Am I supposed to believe that this will be a 10-episode arc? Because at the end of it, or rather at the beginning, uh, Guy and Aruto have a conversation where they say that they will do these five challenges to determine who will be uh, the one to win. And, or not who will be the one to win, duh. That's what a competition is. Anyway, they will do five challenges and whoever wins, I'm assuming three out of five, uh, will be the one who gets to prevail in this situation and the win condition, or not the win condition, the result, or the reward I guess really, uh, is that uh, if Arjo wins, then um, the takeover bid will be stopped uh, from Zaya, And if uh, Guy wins, then the takeover bid will proceed, and I guess Aruto will step down or whatever, stop being president of Hidden. And uh, that's pretty interesting to me. But the next episode preview uh, is continuing with, or I, I actually didn't watch the whole preview, but when I was looking through uh, to see who wrote this episode and directed it and whatnot, uh, I saw that the next episode is called something about flowering or florists or floristry or something like that. So we're still dealing with the florist, and I would think. That, you know, based on the way these things go, the next eight episodes could be uh, dealing with the remaining four challenges. Unless, I guess, it's a, you know, unless it's one in, you know, six episodes from now, because Aruto or Hedon wins the next three consecutive challenges, which is possible, I, I guess. But that's kind of interesting the concept that the uh, rest of this show or the bulk of the show, uh, you know, 10 whole episodes could be. Like uh, this weird corporate challenge thing going on between Zaya and Hedon Industries. Uh, just kind of fascinating to think about. Anyway, uh, getting back to, to the, the point I went out, or some of my other points, uh, I thought it was really interesting that uh, Zaya has been a deceptive guy, that Amatsu Guy has been deceptive uh, throughout the show so far. Uh, he's been playing a long game. Uh, he was using the uh, arc, he was using or orchestrating thing with, things with Metsubo Jinrai and uh, ultimately he, um, it's interesting, the way he transforms into Thouser is the Zaya driver uses both a Zemetsu or an Extinction Rise key and a Progrise key, which the, uh, you know, the key distinction between those things, it's like an extinct animal and a living animal, um, so it's kind of like representing death and life. And he's fusing the power of the two of them together into this way more powerful, or, you know, seemingly way more powerful suit uh, or form. You know, he claims that the Thousand Driver is one thousand times more powerful than um, the what is it called? The Progress Driver is that what the uh, what the HEDEN one is called? The Zero One Driver is what it's called. Duh. Anyway, so I you know he's basically saying it's ten times more powerful, and he is able to trounce him, but. Uh, I found it interesting that he, like I said, it, the concept of him like fusing these powers of death and life, these powers of extinct animals and living animals, together in order to uh, kill um, or to destroy um, and fold into his corporation, um, you know, Hedon Intelligence, where Hedon, you know, emphasizes artificial intelligence of these, you know, non-living entities, um, and like his technology seems to be uh, more edging towards cybernetics or, or augmenting human abilities, where his, uh, gosh, what's it called, Zia? You know, I can't remember what his what his device is called, unfortunately. And I, I thought it had a a funny name. Um, that kind of uh, it was kind of cute with you know his whole thing about the thousand percent. And oh, it's called the Zia Spec, They're like spectacles. And I got, I got a kick out of that. Anyway, his Zia Spec is something that augments the human mind so that it has. Uh, It like rivals AI. So it's basically taking the organic human mind of a living individual and it's fusing it with the uh, inorganic um, You know Dead mind so to speak of like an artificial intelligence And it's fusing the power of those two together in order to create something better Which I find interesting because that's exactly like I said what he's doing with the thousand driver. So that was pretty cool Um, So I touched on the fact, but then I got distracted and didn't come back to the uh, to finish the point about him being a deceptive character all the way through. The reason I think that's interesting is because he's a deceptive character, and throughout his fight, uh, they did something amazing, fantastic, very exciting for me, which was that he kept fainting. He would look like he was going to uh, punch, and he would go for a kick. He would look like he was going to stab, and he'd go for a slash or whatever, and he did multiple things like that to Arthur throughout the fight. Uh, Aruto was like the Zero-One was so much on the back foot in the fight. It was interesting to see um, And I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that uh, because the threat of Thouser was just so powerful and uh, the skillfulness of the the suit actor was really impressive and uh, It seems like he's been preparing to be a you know combatant common uh, Rider or whatever for a long time uh, because he was behind the corruption of the arc 12 years ago and, you know, who knows how much longer uh, or how long he's been planning this and and what all the reasons are even though we got some good hints at him. But I found it interesting that uh, he was just so much more of an aggressive fighter but you wouldn't imagine that by looking at him. He's in all white. uh, He's in, you know, these soft, you know, slip-on shoes and things like that. He he does not comport himself as uh, somebody tough. Like, fool Isamu, when you look at him, He seems to be exuding this masculinity and this aggressiveness, whereas uh, Amatsu Guy is not like that at all. Um, He's all sweetness and kindness to your face while he's, you know, planning to stab you in the back and destroy your company. And, uh, you know, (laughs) and take all your shares, all your stock shares, um, which is really interesting to me. Uh, And I like how he's this mix. Oh, and I, I guess he's uh, it it kind of goes along with the fact that he's using two different types of, you know, keys. Uh, he's this mixture of things. He, you know, projects one thing or, you know, he has dual elements or dualistic elements to him, I guess is the most simplistic way to, to state it. Um, and I, I, found that really, uh, engaging and interesting. And I just loved the, the uniqueness that it gave to the fight choreography that he would do these feints. And now that, um, um, what's her face uh sorry now that izu has seen it now that aruto has experienced it i wonder will uh the satellite Zaya uh take the information from her from the fight and come up with some sort of way to counteract the fact that uh guy faints all the time uh and you know give give uh aruto some way to counteract that i don't know uh i'm assuming he's going to need an even more powerful power up than the two really powerful power-ups he just got a couple episodes ago, uh, in order to beat this guy, uh, but it's interesting because, uh, well, it's just interesting because how much more powerful can he get, and how much more power, uh, is there to unlock, and that, it's a little bit frustrating to me, but, um, I'm not going to let it bother me right now, because I'm just so excited about what's going on, and like I said, the whole fainting during the fight, um, was so cool, and that's F-E-I-N-T, not F-A-I-N-T? Anyway, yeah, like, not where you pass out, but where you fake an attack, and then you do something else. Uh, anyway, just want to make that clear for anybody who thought I was misusing the word. Uh, so, anyway, I think I've said all I want to say about him. His suit looks really cool. I like the gold base suit. I like the fact that he's got the uh, Extinction Rise uh, or Force Rise, uh, you know, rider eyes. Um, and then, but he's got, like, all these horns, kind of like Zero One has and stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, so, something else interesting to me is that he knew... Uh, Grandpa Heiden, I can't remember his name right now. Nur, something or something like that. Anyway, he knew Grandpa Heiden and he admired him. Grandpa Heiden was his idol or one of his idols. No, his main idol. And um, he was furious that the uh, company was passed on to Aruto instead of him coming from an, you know as an outside guy. Um, but that kind of doesn't make sense to me because where was he and why did he, why would he think he would be in the running? unless he'd been in talks with him and maybe there's some stuff that we don't know about them. But also, if he's doing all this stuff because he is mad that Grandpa Hedon didn't give him the company and he wants to take it for himself by force, uh, then why did he corrupt the Ark 12 years ago? Is it because he believed... He, he presented something like, you know, uh, Hedon Intelligence was founded on artificial intelligence being so much superior, but... I'm doing this other thing and I gave the Ark this information about humanity that humans have all this malice and and I'm kind of uh, conflating some of what he said with what Hirobi said but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, basically, he fed Ark all the information about humanity and said humans are malicious and therefore, you know, they are deserving of destruction. Why did he... If Grandpa Hedon was still his idol 12 years ago because that picture of him doesn't look like it was from 12 years ago. Maybe it was from one two, maybe five years at the most ago because um, it's it's Hedon and, uh, and Amatsu Guy together, Grandpa Hedon uh, why did he want to destroy the company? Um, that's kind of weird that you would idolize somebody and want to surpass them but uh, I mean I suppose it, it, it could make a fashion of sense or a sort of sense but I would need to see more about it uh, but for now I just find it a really interesting dynamic that he idolized him and that he wanted to take his technology he saw, like, okay, so, you know, Heden is doing this stuff with artificial intelligence, but I think, you know, as much as that's admirable, the true path is somewhere beyond that, and I'm going to find it, and it's going to be humanity that surpasses or whatever. Uh, and I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like there's even another secret or hidden uh, goal or, or uh, task that this guy's trying to accomplish that we don't know about yet as the audience and that, you know, maybe what he's telling Aruto about, um, you know, wanting to surpass or like kind of being jealous that he didn't get chosen as the successor. Uh, like, I feel like that might not be the real thing. Uh, cause he made this reference to the mythology or the new mythos of common writers and like preparing things for a different age. He told that to, to, um, to Yaiba and I don't know. It's really interesting. Um, so yeah, good, good, good stuff coming from Zero One right now. Uh, something else that was really interesting to me was the conversation that Hirobi and, uh, not Jin, but, um, Wolf Boy, Fua Isamu had, and, uh, I wonder exactly if the hooded figure at the end of the episode who had stolen a key was actually Fuwa, and it's supposed to be like a fake out that it's, you know, a resurrected Jin or something. Uh, but anyway, I find the possibilities of that interesting, and... I would almost not. Uh, I would almost uh, not be surprised at all if Fula did, you know, steal a key and was doing some things on his own and had kind of gone rogue, because one, it wouldn't be the first time he's disobeyed orders, and two, uh, I see him valuing the truth about what really happened twelve years ago uh, more than just his disdain for uh, the Magir, because you know he was having that conversation with Hirobi to figure out or to find out information from him and I mean to some extent maybe he does want vengeance but if he realizes that the human gear were just tools that were corrupted and there was a human who who had you know some great malicious intent that was behind everything from 12 years ago he's going to want to go after them instead. Uh, One last thing I'm going to wrap up this wasn't on my bullet points but it just came to me. Uh, I think it's pretty interesting that the, there was no Zemetsurize key on the hum, the male gear that got destroyed in the beginning of the episode and then uh, when the florist lady turned into one too uh, she just turned into one on her own so it's almost like the zametzerized key was just unlocking the potential to turn into this different type of mag gear uh, that the human gear have in them all along which I think is pretty interesting because uh, we can see that evil humans can be really evil and if my gear are if human gear are you know pretty close to human then they can be evil too uh but i totally got why she uh you know attacked that guy and went nuts uh totally made sense um interesting i hope they explore a lot in the next episode mj loves toku can be found on youtube itunes google play and stitcher check out mgmooners.com for my other review series another writer cast king of hearts queen of sorrows going ultra and swinging through comics as well as my writing projects If you love what i do want to support me my coffee and redbubble accounts have you covered Relevant links below. I just sold the shirt that says Stunning and Brave on it, and uh, it's pretty cool. You should check it out. <laughs> it's over there right now. Uh, if you had a good time, like, share, and leave a comment. Subscribe and ring that bell to stay current on weekly Zero One reviews. And remember, you don't have to shout Henshin to be a hero. Questions for the audience. Um, did you like the debut of Thauser? Uh, I know I brought up the thing about fusing the power of life and death uh, before... Uh, what do you think that's all b- working towards? Uh, did you like the fighting style? Did you notice that, how he was uh, fainting? And also, um, do you think maybe he's lying to Aruto about why he wanted to take over hidden Intelligence and uh, why he wants to seize the company? I'd be curious to know what you think, what theories you might have. Um, I'd like to basically keep it spoiler-free because, uh, I don't know, I seem to enjoy spoilers for other stuff, but not Ryder and Sentai so much. Anyway, that's it. Ciao.